All right, everybody, welcome into this uh, special edition end-to-end podcast, Trade Deadline 2014. Doug, Mark, and look who's back from Sochi. Ryan is here. <laughs> hey, you made it. Is that where you guys said I was? Yes. I was in a uh, borderline tropical location, but it was not Sochi or tropical. Well, the room you're in now kind of looks like a Sochi hotel room. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's our spare room. Is and the door open? We've converted it into a jail cell. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Well, that, that door only locks from the outside. By the way, I I came I really was in Kentucky for anyone who uh, cares for any reason. And next week I'll go to the hockey hotbed that is New Mexico. Hey, well, yeah, that's fine. it should be a little warmer there at least. I had a job uh, offer from a team in New Mexico. There are teams. True in story. New Mexico? Yeah, it was, it was some minor league team. They wanted me to do some scouting for them for free, of course. Oh, but they, but they said they'd pay me in as much like as many jackets and hats as I wanted. Nice. You could have been there walking billboard for them and work for them for free. Exactly. I believe they were called the Rattlers. I think they were like oh, yeah. 18, to 22 Rattlers, year, right? 18 to 22 year old or something like that. Why have I heard of them before? I By have the no way, idea. look them up. There, there's a team in Kentucky, a college team, the Eastern Kentucky Rebels. And they have, as Did you they can imagine, today? I don't think so. But they have the uh, basically a guy that looks like the KFC Colonel as their logo. Oh, I would. So that would be my. That would instantly be my favorite team. There you go. Here's the biggest uh, question: They play all their home games at midnight too. Are there oh. water bottles filled with gravy? <laughs> I'm sure. Would, would David Legwan be good enough to play for them? Uh, he's like a second line center on the uh, Colonels. Oh, okay. well, well, that's good because he's going to be a first line center here. Oh. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> I right, have. So. I've thought about it, you know, since it happened. Yeah, you guys can probably figure out where we're going to start. We're going to start with the David Leguan deal to Detroit. David Leguan waves his no trade because no one else wanted him. He waves his no trade to come to Detroit for a, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, a conditional third-round pick that goes to a second-round pick if the Red Wings make the playoffs. Um, Patrick which Eves. They won't. <laughs> yeah, now they won't. Right. Patrick Eves, which uh, to me is is a nothing throw yeah. in. They needed to move a body. Oh, that and, in cap space. And the yeah, well, he was in the minors anyways. They were getting relief from that. Oh, okay. And and Callie Yarncrock, who depending on who you talk to, is a top six forward that potential top six forward that didn't like being in North America and may have a deal already to go back to Sweden and play in the uh, Swedish Elite League. I thought it was interesting how many Yarncroc uh, experts there were today after that deal. I've never heard so many people you know, know all about Yarncroc. So that, that was definitely a, an aspect of the trade that I did not anticipate. Let's, let's just be honest. The guy's small as heck. He'd never make it in the NHL. It's 165 pounds. Right, and they they had a hard time getting him over here. And he he reluctantly came over, I believe, last year, played in Grand Rapids last year, having a decent start to his pro career in North America, I guess, but um, from all indications, wasn't real happy over here. He came over, actually, I thought about this, because um, it was, I believe, two deadlines ago. He came over uh 2012 we actually were doing a podcast and we heard that yarn crock had come over um and if i recall I, ken holland was saying that he might be up 
for the 2013 season, and we were kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and that's probably how Yarncroc ended up here to begin with, was the uh, sweet, sweet lies from Ken Holland. Honestly, I mean, he's 22, so he had another four years down in Grand Rapids before he gets a shot anyway. So that's, that's, that's the deal, right? Like with Babcock, it's not like anybody's coming up when they're super young. So yeah, so, so um, by all indications, Ken Holland paid the highest price for quite possibly the worst player that was traded on uh, trade deadline day. Really? <laughs> you really believe that, huh? <laughs> Put it okay. Put it this way: for the worst, worst of the well-known um, guys. Yeah, the worst of the well-known, um, legitimate NHL players. Put it that way. Yeah, the the deal for me, I took it in a few stages because when I first heard it, I was like, okay, um, great. He'll when it, when the centers come back, he'll eventually play a third line center. And then they kind of they hit you with the news like right after that, and I'm sure that's strategic that Datsuk will be out at least three weeks and if you know if the knee doesn't heal by then they might even just send him to surgery which would be you know game over uh, so all of a sudden you're like all right well he was gonna be your maybe third line center and as we said at the top of the show oh now he's your first line center they said today he'd be centering a line uh, with Nyquist and Franzen that's honestly terrifying. Unless it was two thousand and one, then it would. Be <laughs> right. How old was Nyquist in two thousand one? <laughs> I think he and well, I were in like junior high together. I, I guess the one bright side you can look at this from the Red Wings' perspective is that David Legwan isn't going to score any more goals against you, because well, I think he only scored against the Red Wings. It seemed like every time the Wings played Nashville, David Legwan scored and he scored a big goal. I don't think they play Nashville for the rest of the year anyway. So. I, I think you're right. I think they've, they've that was an oversight. Twice. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, look, I don't mind giving up Patrick Eves for, for Legwan. That's, that's no big deal. The problem I have is that you had to throw in a prospect. Granted, maybe an unhappy prospect that you never had a chance of playing at all. And the the condition on the draft pick is that if the it it could become a second round pick if the Wings squeak in with the eighth seed. That so was now the. Are, are you hoping they don't make the playoffs just because of that? <laughs> well, I'm kind of hoping they don't make the playoffs for a couple of reasons. That's one of them. Yeah. That was the third stage to my grieving, by the way, too, is when I found out that the pick was conditional. You know, that's a whole. Uh, I think there's a huge difference between a second and third round pick. Um, especially with Nashville probably finishing toward the bottom, <laughs> right. which will drive yeah, you're their talking pick a, a decently top, high so. second round pick, mid round at at worst. Right. So uh, that that was a kick in the gut, and that uh, that really weighed me toward. Ugh. The way I put it today on Twitter is that Ken Holland got fleeced by a guy with one eye. <laughs> I mean, David oh, Boyle, poor guy. Poor guy. You know, he's blind in one eye after that taking that puck to the face. And Ken Holland actually got taken to the woodshed on this train. I'm sorry. There's no other way. This is a. This is just a complete gaff panic move by Ken Holland. Yeah, but uh, honestly, the consequences of it are pretty minimal. Like, even if if the Wings make the playoffs, then. Red, for the Red Wings, that's that's mission accomplished. I mean, do anything you you need to do to get to the playoffs. Right, and, and if you lose a, if if they don't make the playoffs, well then it yeah then it was just kind of stupid. But if they make the playoffs, a second round pick to potentially 
make the play. I mean, who's who's going to be their centerman if Leguan wasn't here no, on that well, top line? That that's another issue I have with this deal is that okay, he's he knew about this injury. He knew this news going in at for at least the afternoon portion of the of today. Why did you wait to I mean, do something bigger? You know, if you know that you're going to be down potentially, I don't know, four centers, possibly for the rest of the season, do something bigger. You know, he, Ken Holland, all we heard from is we're not going to trade draft picks for rentals. Um, okay, so you did that. We're not going to trade any prospects for rentals. Uh, you did that too. Um, so what exactly – and then he comes out later and says, well, this draft is supposed to be kind of weak. It's like, you know what? Stop feeding us the BS, Ken. Yeah, right. Hey, yeah, that's and how convenient was that speech. rumor that came out after Yarncrack had been traded that he might be, you know, f- fleeing to Sweden? Like, where was that information a few months ago? <laughs> yeah, was it Bob McKenzie that uh, that leaked that out that he may I already think, have a deal in place? I don't know what f- what favor uh, McKenzie owed Holland, but I, that's come on, really? Well, that's the timing of that. It, well, it could be true, but it just that's the timing. Look, even if he's gone, fine. I don't care. It's still on paper a bad looking trade. Like David Leguan is at best at this point in his career a third line center. You're well, gonna cut you're gonna bring him in and he's gonna have to play top minutes. He's not the player that he once was. He never was a great goal scorer. Sure, he had speed, he's a good face off guy. But he's he, you know, as Ryan likes to call him the Red Wings have these groups of forwards that are the same guy. And the Drew that's, all, that's all David Leguan did. He's, he's uh, I would no, guy. I would say that David Leguan at least he's a like he'll win you a good a face off in the defensive zone. You can rely on him for things. Whereas like a whereas a winger like Patrick Eves, he, he doesn't bring much more to the table than say yeah the other four guys that they have that were identical to Patrick Eves, like a Drew Miller and a, a Cleary abdicator like down and down the list you go. You look at these players that they're all they're identical, but at least he's a centerman, and so he does bring that extra bonus of being able to win some draws. <laughs> to me, he's he's a a ten year older Yoka Anderson. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good comparison, I think. And uh, Anderson's been pretty good at the faceoffs. I don't know his percentage off the top of my head, but like 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 I said, I was cool with him coming here when he was like the third line center. Great veteran presence like mark said he can win some defensive zone faceoffs, um and you're not paying his entire four and a half million dollar salary you're paying whatever's left owed to him but man yeah he's not a top guy and doug you're completely right like if he depending on how long holland knew that the you know the longer he knew that the worse this this trade is and you know <laughs> How thin is your Rolodex where you're looking for centers and Nashville's, you know, well, what, looking? What makes it even worse to me is what we eventually saw that guys like Molson, and granted these guys aren't centers, Molson, Vanek, uh, I mean, look what they ended up fetching. I mean, Garth Snow's laughing at what Ken Holland had to give up for David Lakewood. Ouch. I mean, this Garth Snow, I mean, he, he completely dropped the ball today. He ended up getting a second and a and a and a player for for Vanek. I mean, why wouldn't I just I just don't see why you wouldn't do something. Why not bring in Vanek? Yeah. Exactly. 
uh, yeah, and not only that, I, I great. Leguan wins faceoffs. He's a center, but you know what? What you're really a lot of what you're missing out of Datsuk and Zetterberg is that goal scoring. And you know, if you can score a few more goals, maybe you can get away with not having the best centers. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it the the Islanders got Sebastian Kohlberg, who's a prospect and a conditional second round pick for Which Thomas. Turns into a, I think it turns into a first if they re-sign him. Correct. That was the Correct. It, it turns into a first round pick if they re-sign him. Now let's talk about how, like, that's essentially almost the same exact move. Except for the Wings gave up more for David Leguan. Right. Just now that third round pick turns into a second if they make the playoffs. Where, but if it so they could have just given up a second round pick with Vanek, I'd say your chances of making the playoffs are much higher than with a Leguan, as far as an upgrade goes. And <laughs> who would argue against that? <laughs> I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins gave up a fifth and a third for Marcel Gotch. I'd take Gotch over Vanek. Or not a third-round pick for uh, Gotch, Lee Stepniak. Gotch over, Gotch over uh, uh, Legwand. I'd take Stepniak over, over Legwand, too. Stepniak yeah. can at least score. He's been playing on the Flames' top line for the entire year and been having a pretty decent season. Yeah, and, and Stepniak went for a third. I just... <sighs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird deal. It's when you really look at, when you look at it in, in its entirety compared to what went on the rest of the day, it's awful. I don't think there's any other way to put it. Yeah, it's awful, and but in a way, like kind of like Mark said, it's awful, but sort of on a small scale because it, there's no huge uh, risk necessarily, other than that second round pick it, if you make the playoffs. They give up a lot of small pieces. And if Probably if Yarncrock stays pieces. in North America, uh, that does really tip it, I guess. Um, and, he ends and, up being anything, and ends up tipping it a lot. That's true, and I think you. I guess you have to assume he will until he isn't. <laughs> that, the the only thing that that would that would make this uh, somewhat palatable or tolerable move for me is if at the draft Ken Holland somehow lands Ryan Kessler. Yep, that would do it. Uh, also, Alish Hemsky for a third and a fifth. Yeah. So, who I, you know? Who for the last been, two years has been coming to the Red Wings at least. You know, right, rumors. Right. You know, oh, the the Red Wings are really high on Hemsky. Well, apparently not as high as the Senators were, or not as high as they are with uh, David Leguan. Yeah. Hey, whatever. But he's a local guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can't wait for the can't, Whalers. Can't wait to hear that three times a game. <laughs> hey, Happy, you know, he played for Plymouth, and he's from this area. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Happy birthday, Doug. Yeah, great. Um. We, we were talking about before the show the most surprising trait of the – not necessarily of the day because it happened yesterday, but the Dustin Penner going from the Ducks to the Capitals for only a fourth-round pick. That, that's what makes that leg one deal look really weird. Like well, it, comparing value and, and where – I mean, Penner was their number one – on their number one line on the number one team in the NHL, and he just went for a fourth-round pick. 
But yeah, and, and as soon as that move happened, everyone was speculating, oh, they're making room for Vanek. They're making room. They're, they're going to chase, you know, Vanek. And then Kessler the Vanek, or Molson or somebody. Well, the, yeah, the Vanek rumors kind of died off. And then it was, oh, the, you know, Ducks are in on Kessler. You know, it, we kept seeing all morning today, Ducks, Red Wings, and Wild and in on Kessler. Ducks, Red Wings, and, and you know, other team. And then we heard Red Wings are out on Kessler. And then two hours later, Red Wings still, and Penguins still pushing hard to get Kessler. But... I have no idea why the Ducks would just all of a sudden move their top right winger. It's I very, mean, very strange. He seemed to have great chemistry with Getzlaff and Perry, and poof, he's gone for a fourth rounder. And they, they, I mean, really, yeah, it's not. They brought in Stefan Robidot, which is, I mean, it's not really a necessarily a. Who's know, not ready to play right now? Right, has a little bit of time, and then they shipped off Victor Foss, which yeah. was pretty negligible because of who they have. In front of him, Jonas Hiller, who's been playing out of his mind. And who they have behind and him. And who they have behind him. All right. Yeah, I, act I actually had him early on in the, in the season in fantasy, and he was dominating. Then all of a sudden I come and insist, wait, he just got sent to the minors. He just went seven in a row. What the crap? Was, yeah, they, they needed to make room for Gibson because they're really high on him. Um, I believe he, Gibson's a USA kid, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yep. played for them uh, in World Juniors, yeah. So yeah. talk to me about what what you guys think of the Ryan Miller trade because I know that was like a few days ago but that might be the biggest trade of them all including the St. Louis trade that I think that 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 trade has the potential to to really tip the scales as to who may be the Stanley Cup you know top contender. Well, it's a great move for for St. Louis. I mean, they get a guy who's a who can be a great asset in the playoffs and Steve Ott. You know, he's a world-class crap disturber. Um, you get Ryan Miller, who, I mean, and I was texting back and forth with you guys about Ryan Miller's, you know, grant, vaunted playoff success. Um, but, hey, if he's, if he's a stabilizing force, which he should be, then, yeah, St. Louis is in, a, is in great position. You know, they're trying to out-kings the Kings, it seems like, because... You know, they seem to be following that model. I like the trade for Buffalo, and then Buffalo goes and dumps uh, Halak today. Um, right. For, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for... essentially, essentially the, the Sabres, with that trade, they get Chris Stewart, Carrier, a prospect, and they get the first-round pick for St. Louis in two years, and then if they re-sign Miller, they get another round first-round pick in, in three years from now. Correct. And then they also... Because they went and ducked Halak again, they they sent Halak in a third round pick, but they get Neuverth and Klesla, so not a not a bad trade for them at all. And then Buffalo makes a couple more deals today. They acquire Tory Mitchell, get a, and two second rounders, fourteen and sixteen. And so I mean, it's a nice little attempt to rebuild by Buffalo, but I I really like Ryan Miller in St. Louis, and I think that was kind of the worst kept secret in hockey that he was going to end up there. I was just surprised that, you know, Buffalo was basically able to force the Blues to take Steve Ott. <laughs> oh, you want Ryan Miller? Well, we have this other guy, Steve Ott. He comes with him. And if you're, <laughs> by the way, anyone who gets named captain in Buffalo, you just keep your bags packed. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you're the leader here. But it's, it's, I liked, I love the move for St. Louis. Yeah, I think that St. Louis has pretty much kind of cemented themselves as the team to beat in the West. And, I mean, the West is the conference to beat. So I'd say, man, they're my favorite to win the Cup now. I know that Miller's never really been crazy in the playoffs, but he also hasn't been in the playoffs 
much as of late. So I, I don't know if he's had the opportunities to really prove himself with a good team in front of him. Like he's led. I what was the last time we said oh seven? Was yeah. the last time they were in the conference finals? Mm-hmm. And I mean he's the reason that they were there. Yeah. So and he uh, had with this, St. Louis, he doesn't have to be the best player. The silver yeah. medal run is is nothing to uh, shake a stick at. I mean it's not identical to an NHL playoff, but uh, I, you can certainly count that under his accomplishments, and I, I think it weighs on his side. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I mean it's it's the Olympic tournament's basically equivalent of one, maybe two playoff series, depending on you know if you go go through the entire thing, it's what six games, so basically one playoff series. Um, <laughs> the other goaltender that kind of um, took everybody by surprise because we all thought this was going to happen last year, um, Roberto Luongo goes back home to Florida, yeah. and uh, that that one kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it, in a weird way, in a weird way, you saw it coming way down the road, but and then yeah, it came out of nowhere. Why trade Schneider last year if uh, if you're going to end up doing this? I don't understand what happened in their relationship where, you know, it, it seemed like everything was humming along okay. Eddie Lack has a couple good starts. Uh, Eddie Lack starts in the Heritage Classic, which was indoors, by the way, and all of us. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, Luongo's in Florida now. It, 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 yeah, I guess that's out of nowhere well, in a I, way. I don't think <laughs> I don't think any of uh, I don't think John Tortorella's role in this should be downplayed at all. It seemed like they had patched things up in Vancouver with Luongo. He was going to be their guy going forward, and then they hired John Tortorella. And what John Tortorella does, he wrecks chemistry, gets guys, alienates his players, gets guys to hate him, guys don't want to play for him. And, you know, I think all the experts today said it is that that was just the last straw with the Heritage Classic. And, you know, (laughs) Mike Gillis, you know, who knows what he's doing, but he doesn't know. It it seems that way. In in 10 months, he's gone from probably the best one-two net combo in the league to Eddie Lack and Jakob Markstrom. To, to the most unknown goaltending tandem in the league. <laughs> yep. Like, you look at them and you're just, wait, Markstrom has had a handful of games in the NHL, and he's been mediocre at best, granted, on a on a bad Panthers team. But, the, I mean, the move, I love the move for the Panthers. I think yeah. it's great. I think that, I mean, I, I recently went to a game there, and, I mean, it's not a it's a fun place to watch a game, but you can tell that there's there's some there's some decent pockets of energy of people down there, and so yeah, it'll, it'll to be drive great for... some marketing stuff up with Luongo and and the way that he, you know he was there before, the way he left wasn't great, but that was so long ago that who cares? Right. It'll be great for Seattle. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the Panthers the Panthers owner has basically said, yeah, let's let's spend so. Well, yeah, we've heard that before, though. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he says, "Yeah, let's go ahead and spend," and then two days later, he's saying, "By the way, we're losing a hundred thousand dollars a day." Well, I mean, bringing in Luongo, I'd say that's that's at least right now ponying up and saying, "Yeah, let's spend," because yeah. Luongo's not coming cheap. No, and he's signed for a long time. But didn't didn't <laughs> he uh, signed until I'm seventy? Didn't didn't Vancouver eat some of that salary? Didn't they retain some of that? I think it was 15% off the top of my head. Yeah, I think you're right. For every year, though, or just... 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's 15 percent of, the, of the remaining yeah. money. So the cap hit changes for Florida. Gotcha. It's not the same cap hit. So as it I mean, even better move. Yeah, until he retires, and then did you see all the cap recapture penalties? Yeah, basically the last year, the last year of his deal, uh, Vancouver still carries an eight million dollar cap hit, <laughs> and Florida carries zero if he stays in Florida. The bad thing for Roberto Luongo is that basically he he punted on ever winning a Stanley Cup. I mean, he's never he's not going to win one in Florida. And he had his chance in, in Vancouver, so he's basically just going there to play out the string, collect his money, and you know make his make his uh, wife happy, who by all accounts was not real happy living in Vancouver, and was very happy in the summer spending their time in their Florida home. The guy, I mean, he's just he's one of those guys where you look at him, and you're like, you don't really want to win. Yeah, you'd like you'd like to win, but winning is clearly not a priority. Like some guys, hey. I, I get it. Probably my priority would be let's make as much frickin' money as I can. Yeah. But at least my second priority would be, well, yeah, let's make money, but I want to win. Like, I'm not going to go and, and play on some crap team. But for him, it seems like that's pretty far down the list. Yeah. I know that's putting words in a guy's mouth, but if you saw the press conference with him, it was a little weird. It just had this feel to it that said, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy to be here because now nobody's going to ever talk about me. It was interesting, and you know, it, the, and you know, the other shoe to drop in in Florida today was the moving out of Tim Thomas. That I think all of us kind of thought something was afoot there when when they brought in Luongo because uh, Thomas and Luongo didn't exactly have the friendliest relationship. Uh, kind of a head scratcher that he goes to Dallas. Um, he's going to be a backup in Dallas. I mean, he's, they're not going to start him over over Lettinen. I mean, but, I mean, they traded him for Dan Ellis, so I think that it was pretty close as far as the the money went. Yeah, I, I say for Dallas, honestly, at this point in the season, what do you have to lose? The the funny thing is, is that Thomas waived his no no trade, and he seemed pissed off. <laughs> right, I I heard that today as well, and I was like, I. You know, you had a choice in that. By the way, yeah. Tom Tom Gilbert still in Florida. Yeah, I, I can't can't believe that he didn't get moved. Although he's he's cheap enough, maybe the Panthers are like, well, maybe we'll try to win some games. I don't know. Damn. Nah. <laughs> um, other big move today is uh, sort of a big move. Uh, Marion Gabrick goes from Columbus to the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings were trying to do everything they could to dig up some goal scoring. Um, is he going to fit there? That would be he, my concern. Well, the, the problem is you've got two of the biggest malcontents on the planet now, and Jeff Carter and Marion Gabrick. Well, and it's not like Mike Richards is much better. It, exactly. Well, look, I love Gabrick. I, I expounded to Mark on our last podcast that I thought the Red Wings should go after Gabrick, and then he, of course, beat me down because they're in the same division. Uh, and <laughs> But they are fighting I, for the same playoff spot. Yeah, yes. I still like I still like Marion Gabrick. He, he's, you know, not nearly the player he once was. Who knows? Maybe change scenery. Maybe they play him with Kopitar. Maybe they play him, you know, with with Richards. And who knows? But I I think that's a it's a decent risk reward for the Kings here. Yeah, it seems like the Kings bring in these guys that are have almost overstayed their welcome in a few places. And and they come in and they somehow mesh together, but I I don't know why I just feel like this trade 
is not a king's type of trade. Like he's just not a king's guy. The kings always seem so desperate just to bring a name in, almost like the West Coast of the Rangers. But <laughs> I I don't even I don't know how good Gabrick is after all these injuries that he's had all year long, and then he's gonna. Like you're ramping up, everyone's ramping up. So games are more tough to win right now. He's gonna get hit more than he did early on in the season, and then playoffs coming. I, I don't know. Well, I, he may the, be protected from the guys around him. In the two games leading up to the trade deadline, he was invisible. Well, I mean, he's he, always invisible until he scores, like until he scores, a, you know, <laughs> the odd goal, and then he yeah. vanishes again. Yeah, he'll 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 disappear for ten games and then score four in a game, and then oh look, it's Marion Gabrick. He does still exist. I mean, Marion Gabrick is just a less physical Franzen in a lot of ways. Like guy disappears and then he gets hot and he is hot and then he's gone. He's like a mixture of Franzen and Darren Helm. He's either really <laughs> hot or hurt or injured <laughs> or broken. Exactly. How's his breakaway? Uh, surprisingly, not as good. Right. Yeah, Gabrick has lost a lot of speed. Over the last three years or so, and he's lost a lot of speed, and he never was the quickest guy in the world. Well, he's had I, I, he's had at least one leg injury in this he, season, I think. Yeah, well, Gabrick? Yeah. Yeah, he's had groin issues, and then he broke his collarbone. He's had oh, groin yeah. issues most of his career. I just remember the player he was when he first broke in with Minnesota. Man, he was good. Get it. Get God, it. He was good. Uh, so, um, there was another little trade today that happened, I believe it was the first trade of the day, um, Marty St. Louis the Winer. That's St. Louis, actually. Yeah, Marty St. Louis, now that he's in Saint, New York. St. Louis. Exactly. <laughs> Go, goes to the Rangers. Goes to the Rangers for their captain Ryan Callahan, amongst amongst other pieces, draft picks and stuff. Going, it, it was really a nice haul for for Iserman and Tampa. Um, I'm I'm scrolling down my sheet to try to find it here. Um, uh, yeah, you have uh, Callahan, a second round pick that's conditional on the Rangers making the conference finals. Correct. This like this upcoming's draft, a first round pick, and then another first round pick. In 2015. 2015. Yeah, so St. Louis, I think that's a good job by Iserman getting pretty good value for St. Louis. And after all this, it comes out that Callahan and the Rangers were $200,000 apart and then, the no, and then the no movement clause. That was the, that was the sticking point. So it seems to me that the Rangers wanted no part of Ryan Callahan really in the long run. Who knows if Tampa re-signs him. Maybe he, I'm sure he wants to now, test the now, open market if now. Tampa, if Tampa re-signs him, then the Rangers get a second-round pick from Tampa, and the Lightning get a seventh-round pick from New York. Right. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of weird conditions on this trade. This trade, when, when I look at it, just for you know each individual piece that the that the Lightning got in return, I look at a first-round pick. I think the Rangers have a as good a chance as any team to make it to the conference finals in the East, mm -hmm. and so. Potentially, that becomes another first-round pick. And if you were to trade Ryan Callahan, you you have to believe you'd get a first-round pick for him. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have to. So, essentially, Iserman gets three first-round picks for a 38-year-old with one one more year left on his contract. Yeah. Who who only wanted to go to New York. That's the funniest part. Is that he's yeah. like, I'm only going to New York. I think that he wiped the table <laughs> with New York. I, I think that's a great move. 
Yeah, I mean, usually Glenn Sather's on the on the fleecing end of, of trades like this, and it seems like Eiserman just worked him over. And who knows if Steve overplayed his hand and and maybe thought that you know there was another option for for St. Louis. But I mean, as I told you guys earlier, I really hope that Eiserman gave St. Louis the double barrel bird on his on his way out of town. I mean, all of this crap over an Olympic snub, and then Marty comes out and says, oh, this is the best decision for my family. Come on, Marty. You've been in, in Tampa your whole career. You're so, supposedly so involved in the community. You just pissed all over your franchise and your fans because you were pissed and, off you didn't get selected to an now, Olympic now, team. But you were eventually on, and you got a gold medal. And, your, and the rest of his team, by the way, because, it, you know... Say what you will about whoever your GM is. There, he's not in the locker room, and you know he's a captain. So guys are looking at him, and you know, leaning on him to be a leader. And he's you know stomping around in the corner like a little baby. And, and by the way, you're playing with the best goal scorer in the game today. Who, by the way, is back. Yes. Yeah, and Saint Louis didn't miss a beat though <laughs> when he was out. No, and absolutely he's still not. Playing lights out. Oh, one interest. Like, did you guys see the press conference? Eiserman talking incredibly I saw, awkward. About, I saw it a little bit, but he, he's always. You know, up. He he was asked if, uh, like, if it was a surprise that St. Louis came to him and said, "I, I want to trade," and through all the babble and the you know kind of Eiserman's so freaking corporate when he talks. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> Clearly, just tr attempting to be a spin doctor, but is so awkward and. All the it just uh, takes the time uh, to think about it. It just uh, strange. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's he's trying so hard not to offend him, and I get it. He is Eiserman's classy, all that. I'm not knocking him, but it was just weird. So when he was asked that, it eventually came out. Well, you know, this is this is not the first time that we've talked about his future, and then he's come to me and had conversations about his future in in Tampa, and it kind of came out like ever since Eiserman got there. They've been having conversations about his future. So this wasn't – I don't think that this was only the Olympic snub. I think that maybe it was the – Gee, the, it was you know, the that, that top on the back. Yeah, I, I think that, that that may be an accurate assessment. But I don't think that it was – he snubbed me for the Olympics. I'm out. I Gee. think that there was a few other things on top. I don't think they get along. You know Period. what? What Marty could have been a problem in the room? No. The guy's the guy is just has just, a short man complex so he, bad. <laughs> I'm I would be willing to bet that's part of it. He to me he looks like he could be the biggest weasel around, and maybe he is, and maybe they gave him the C because he'd been there forever and he's old. Now it'll probably be Stamkos. Or you know, I remember how they get their wish. Exactly. I remember more jerseys. He, being on hockey teams as kids, and you'd give like the kid who whined most about being captain a letter just so he, you know, wouldn't be a cause disruption problems. the whole time and cause problems. So maybe it's one of those. Like maybe, yeah, maybe, um, maybe they're just coaching like my dad. Now at the same time, let, let's be fair. St. <laughs> Louis is still a stinking good player, and I would, oh. I'd be fine having him on my team. I, oh, I, I wouldn't yeah. complain having him on my team at all, and it's. It is interesting to see the the Richard St. Louis combination back together after you know what when did Richards leave Tampa Bay in 06 was he did he leave and go um, traded to the Stars or oh, shortly after their cup win He was a free agent remember the other guys he was the first one to have the parade of meetings Well, well he was a free agent but he was traded to Dallas a couple years before that 
Uh, was yeah, you're right. Yeah, he went to Dallas and then he was the free agent. And that's when he yeah. joined the Rangers. Yeah. And they signed him to that god awful contract. But hey, he got all those interviews at Newport, and TSN guys were standing outside waiting for him. Right. That was so weird. <laughs> Remember? Oh, the, this team's up next, and this team's one, up next. The Red one trade, up next. one trade that I think went under the radar, but I love uh, for Chicago was Rito, uh, the Rito Barra to the flan- to the uh, Avalanche. No, no, not oh. Rito Barra. Uh, the David Runblad trade for a second round pick, and they also get I don't know who Matthew Breeze was, but they get him too. But David Runblad is a solid defensive. Prospects, I think he's. I mean, he's playing, but he's a young kid. They but got for a him second round pick. Didn't the Coyotes originally get him in the tourist trade? Uh, I believe they I did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So how bad is that? The the Coyotes get one pick for two players. Yeah. Isn't that but against the rules or something? It's almost as bad as Garth Snow or. Ken Holland. It's almost as bad as David Leguan for three things. <laughs> um, oh Doug's not bitter, don't worry. He doesn't not have at a bitter uh, soul. Some of the other interesting moves, Brzezgalov to the wild. That's a Cliff Fletcher deal if i ever seen one. Well, and that's, that's I think, they need the backup role filled, and they there's yeah. just some goaltending injury issues and all the stuff going on with the, with uh, what's his name, MS and all that. Harding. Josh Harding, Harding, yeah. The goalie movement today did kind of surprise me a little, or today and yesterday and the day before that. Yeah, um, Andrew McDonald gets moved by the Islanders. He goes to the Philadelphia Flyers, and I didn't even look. Is he playing tonight? Um, I don't know. I got the Caps and the Flyers on right now, but I'm not really paying attention to it. At, at the same time, though, McDonald goes to the Flyers from the Islanders, but then the Flyers send Mazaros to Boston. Yeah. So it kind of seemed like a I, – I know that the Flyers haven't been super high on Mazzaro's. Like it's more been a, well, let's sell high while we can. But yeah, I, don't I feel know. like it's a it's a, a one-for-one swap in my yeah. mind. Uh, Martin E. Rat goes to the Phoenix Coyotes where he's already requested another trade. <laughs> um, for Chris Brown, Klesla, and a fourth-rounder, John Mitchell also goes to Phoenix. Um, I believe uh, that's Matt Molson. That's that's yeah. probably the last big trade. Matt Molson, uh, I'm trying to find it here. Hey, Raphael Diaz got traded again today. Yeah, right. That guy. Um, to we covered the van- yeah, we covered the Vanek one. Matt Molson goes to Minnesota along with Cody McCormick for Tory Mitchell and two second round picks back to the Sabers. So Good for Matt Molson. So let let's let's look at what did the Sabers end up getting for Thomas Vanek? So the Sabers for <laughs> Vanek. Get a first round pick, a second, second round, round pick. pick, and a second round pick, and a second round pick, and Tory Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. And a pro- didn't they get a prospect in that? Yeah, they got Sebastian Colberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, if you look at it on the whole, I guess the Islanders didn't do too badly for uh, Vervanic, and you know, and. It, I guess anything else you want to throw in there, but I mean, I guess if you look at it individual moves, it's like, eh, yeah. Well, no, I, that was all what the Sabers got. The Sabers got the first and three seconds and Tory Mitchell for right, for right, right, right. Yeah, what did I say? The Islanders. Yeah, Kohlberg is an Islander too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky, for, lucky for him. Uh, right. Sorry, I'm just uh, Nick Schultz moves. No surprise there. Uh, is it, he's not the good Schultz. He's that's the other Schultz. The other Schultz. 
Nick Slow Schultz. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tuomo Rutu gets traded again. I do like the Lee Stempniak. I, what a what a change of events though for him. Like he may be the winner of the deadline. He goes from playing on the Calgary Flames, essentially dead last in the West, next to the Oilers. The Oilers. The Oilers. The Oilers. We've had a merger, ladies. <laughs> yes, they merged. They probably should. Either uh, team will turn on the lights at their home rink. So he gets to go from there, and he'll probably play with Crosby. Crosby or Mulk, he's going to play in their top six. Yeah, he's going to have to, I guess. So uh, what, I, was, I, mean, I was a little puzzled by the Penguins today. I mean, Gotch and Stempniak are their big moves. Everybody thought they were gearing up to go after uh, Kessler. Um, didn't happen, and now I guess they're kind of stuck with Gotch and Stempniak. <laughs> Honestly, though, what, what would have been the asking price for Kessler? At this point, if nobody made this move, and looking at the other moves that were made, and he, they had to have been asking for two firsts and a roster player and a prospect, maybe. Yeah, well, what was I, it that came out with the wings? It was like Mantha. It was it allegedly it was some combination of one of the young uh, forwards that's playing on the wings now, meaning Nyquist, Yurko, Tatar, Tatar and uh, I think Brendan Smith may have been in that discussion as well, which I would have been fine with, um, and. Uh, Mantha and a first round pick. Okay, yeah. And and the firstborn child of uh, Ken, yeah, Ken and, Holland's kid. And Ken Holland comes out today and, and says, you know, we weren't trading Mantha. Mantha's part of our future, blah, blah, blah. He said, every team that called today asked about Mantha. <laughs> sure, Ken. I'm, I'll, uh, honestly, I'll, I'll buy that he's part of your future in three years when he's finally here. But for the Red Wings, it doesn't make sense to sacrifice all that for, for Kessler right now because you don't know. I mean, you at this point, you don't, you don't know where, where Datsuk or Zetterberg is going to be at next year. I, I feel like there's a lot of question marks, and so to sacrifice the future for no. you know, for, for the for potential of, oh, well, maybe we'll... Like, you're sacrificing it just to get into the playoffs. The Wings yeah. are not going to win the Cup this year, next year, or the year after. No, and, and from the grand scheme of things, you're right, and, and I don't... After seeing all the injury moves, I don't think Kessler would have been the right move here. Would I have liked to have seen them do something bigger? Yes. To address you know, uh, the, a bigger need? Yes. But that's why I said earlier that if they go and get him now at the draft, meaning they know Zetterberg's going to be healthy, they know Datsuk's going to be healthy, really they fit. you know get him at the draft, you have a couple of expendable pieces, Maybe you trade, you know, depending on how the draft works, maybe you do trade this year's first rounder to, as part of a package to get him. You know, it, that that would be fine with me, but you're You right. also know where you're Doing finish. it right now, exactly. And if you know where you finish, then you can say, well, okay, this is, you know, we're drafting 20th overall. Yeah, let's go ahead and deal it. But if you miss the playoffs and you're drafting 12th overall, I don't think you, you don't want to deal that pick. Right. That's going to yeah. be, I mean, the chances of that being a, a decent NHL player are pretty high. That right. guy would only take two years to get here. No, no, that guy's going to take seven. Yeah, uh, by, the, <laughs> by the way, can we clear something up? Because I, I heard this multiple times over the last couple of days, and I just want to take a minute to clear, to clear it up. Stephen Weiss is not eligible for a compliance buyout, so stop saying it. Yeah. Because he was signed after the, the deal was signed. He was signed after this is the new CBA, correct? He, if the Red Wings were to buy him out, which some of you people are screaming for, 
they would be he would be the standard two thirds buyout, and he would count against the cap for double that, the years for double the years. So he means six years at two thirds of his salary. Yeah, I think no, I'll just thank you. I think yeah, maybe you just see where he's at next year when he doesn't have you know a sports hernia and and, and, and no and Franzen Weiss and a first round pick would not have gotten it done for Ryan Kessler. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. That'd be a backwards move for Vancouver because yeah. you're trying to get younger. <laughs> you're right. trading all these old horses. But not only that, no one wants that Franzen contract. I don't care if no. it's only three three point nine. No one wants it. Yeah, especially Agreed. four years. Yeah, Ugh. I'll be mad about it when he's you know when he stops scoring goals. But it's it's gonna suck later, and <laughs> just gonna have to deal with it. I guess. No, and I, I see. I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Doug. I was going to say, I still maintain that Stephen Weiss will be a good player here. This year just happens to be, you know, one of those years where everything is going wrong. Yeah, what are and, you going to do? You know, I'd say the same thing about David Clarkson in Toronto. Like, I, oh. he's he's not as bad as he is right now. I don't think he's a thirty goal scorer anymore, but he's nope. not. He's he's not a, a five goal scorer. Like, he's going to be better. He, his whole year was just decimated by injuries and suspension and a new team and Olympic break and all. So it's just, it's been a messy year for some guys. And and, and not only that, I mean, the, the Leafs really haven't figured out where to play him yet. Right, he hasn't fit with anybody. And yeah. Lupul has had a down season. Kadri's had a down season. Really, it's just been, that top line, if they weren't the best top line in the NHL, the Leafs would be, would be done. Yeah. Like that line scores such a high percentage of their goals. And especially over the last 20 games, they've out. I mean, they have like that line is like 72 points. Pretty ridiculous. It's unreal. So uh, yeah, I think same thing. Weiss, Clarkson. You just people aren't patient. People don't understand that. Yeah, sometimes guys have off years. Next year they come back. They they tweak a few things. They adjust. They get over their injuries, and they're back to normal. Like we've seen it time and time again. You're not going to have. Most players aren't going to have career years, year after year after year, or, right. or close to it. You're going to have an off year every now and then. And, and to, to the opposite point, I don't think Val Philpola is or would have been this player here. Yeah, because I think he he's a guy... Situations. Yeah, he's a guy who had to go somewhere else to get the, the minutes. I will say with Weiss, the only thing that does kind of scare me is that it's, you know, back-to-back -back years of... I, you can't call this a season-ending injury per se because he might still squeak some games in. But, uh, you know, he comes here having sat out a bunch of games and then comes here and sits out a well, bunch of games. Sure. So it, it's a little bit worrisome is all. I, yeah, I well, am pretty confident in that he'll be the Stephen Weiss from Florida when he gets back. But. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was – and I mentioned this, I think, last podcast – Weiss kind of made mention that this has kind of been a lingering thing that was there this summer. So yep. I'm, I'm willing to chalk this one up to as just a whole bunch of last season's kind of, you know, rat, you know bumps and bruises and injuries. So get I mean, through this year, he's still got three years left on the contract. Aside from last season and like this, these last two years, which have clearly been almost bunched together, I mean, he's the most games he's missed is eight over the course of a year over the right. last – eight seasons prior. So it's not like he's a guy who's had injury problems his whole career. and He's also not a guy who's, 
you know, had 80 points or even 70 points in a season. So I think the expectation for him may be a little too high. Yeah, he's, he's a 40 to 50 point guy and, you know, probably give you in a good year, 20 and 20, 20 and 25. And, you know, he's going to center your third line, maybe your second line. He's going to win you draws. He's going to maybe, you know, when he's healthy, kill some penalties. But, you know, he's he's the typical Mike Babcock type of player. I think. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know that. Yet. So they say. All right, gentlemen, is, uh, is there anything else pressing on your mind tonight, or have we uh, have we pretty much covered it all? I, I think gosh, we covered I think it. I think we covered more we than it. TSN did today. Uh, <laughs> I, I was <laughs> thinking about taking today off of work and doing six hours by myself, but... <laughs> that would have been pretty boring. It would have been a lot of uh, just empty screens with a sign in front of it that said, be back in 10. I'm peeing. I'm pooping. That's got to be some hard television, especially like this year was okay because you had a pretty names, reasonable yeah. constant flow of things that were going on. But the last couple of years, you know, I remember tuning in and you're just like, how are they filling time? And like, Well, but this year even, they, they start at 8 a.m. And that St. Louis trade wasn't made till like 11.30. Yeah, for the first three and a half hours. Right. Well, You're luckily, just, luckily, like, all hell broke loose yesterday, and they were they were able to cover some, some of those trades. Yeah. And, yeah. But at one point today, they did catch them eating. <laughs> oh yes, yes, the uh, the, the pizza incident. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, any of you that are watching or have watched Caps uh, Flyers, uh, Mike Green is using the new Easton Synergy stick that is re-debuting this uh, this fall or this spring. You would know that. I would know that. It's a nice shiny silver stick. Can who you this... get me a sample? Uh, <laughs> possibly. Get back with me later. Okay. Who in, the, who in this game is wearing tax, Doug? Uh, I don't think the CCM has any guys in this game that are wearing the tax. I think most of them are still in the RBZs. Any other you know, questions you guys have? You know what stick I used last night? I bought this aluminum Whoa. stick from uh, from Play It Again, and my other stick broke oh, or was like doing something weird, so I just used it, and it was. I, I mean, I played fine, but when I went to shoot, it felt like I had, I like there's no give in it at all. No, <laughs> so it's heavy. My shots were terrible. I couldn't <laughs> aim them at all, and I had no power. And I'm a pretty big guy. Like I should be able to to bend those sticks a little bit, and I just I couldn't get any behind it. So I do need a new stick. <laughs> well, you can advise see, me towards what I Come see me. I can help you out. Okay. That goes for any of you out there. I can help you out in choosing your next hockey equipment purchase. <clears throat> Doug gets a birthday plug. I didn't realize that Total Hockey was uh, sponsoring us <laughs> our show. <laughs> well, I didn't say where it is, so you're just going to have to guess. I think oh. I just said it. <laughs> oh, did you? I didn't even hear you. Oh, I said Total. Lawyer. It's Total Hockey, right? That's the name Cur of the place? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah, right off of Big Beaver in Rochester Hills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Troy. Hours are Troy. 9 to 10. <laughs> 9 to 9. All right. <laughs> all right, before we get too slappy and start endorsing blenders and all kinds of other stuff, uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the End-to-End Podcast. Why, wait, why do the Caps have an empty net? Oh, they're down one it's, goal. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's, how loose, that's how loose of uh, paying attention I'm, I'm into this game. I don't even know who's in the net. No one now. Yeah, no one. Now. Hey, there's Dustin Penner. He looks Head lost. About. Penner, Penner looks absolutely lost on the bench. All right, Anyways. Ryan, end this sucker. Yeah, all right, let's wrap <laughs> it up. and uh, Hopefully we can get this one posted to iTunes. We've had some uh, problems lately. Uh, the last two podcasts have not gone up. Hopefully we're going to try to get this one up pretty soon. 
um, if we get our software working again. So yeah, until you know, the next if you time. If you have any other good websites to pull audio from YouTube, yeah. comment on our stuff. Um, First class next... around here. <laughs> Nothing but the best. <laughs> until next time, check us out at nnhockey.com. Follow us all on Twitter. You can find us, search us, search us by our names. And uh, we'll talk to you again probably in a week or so. Good night.